Welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm Liana Ross, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor. I'm the assistant director of Gooding Wellness Group, and I'm on a mission to answer your real and honest questions, unfiltered, while also giving you the real and honest opinions of a mental health clinician on pop culture and trending topics. Stay tuned. Let's Be Honest podcast, where we're discussing all things trending pop culture, trending topics related to mental health. And I'm also going to be answering your listener questions. My name is Liana, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor and your host. So if you listen to last week's episode, episode one, I went through who I am, who is Gooding Wellness, And most importantly, what this podcast is going to be about. We discussed what these episodes are going to look like and what to expect and just how this podcast is going to be different than the last one. For today, we're kicking off episode two with a trending topic. As someone who loves their late night TikTok scroll and loves their Instagram and being a therapist on Instagram, We are talking about Instagram therapy, TikTok therapy. You're probably like, what is that? I don't get it. I don't understand. Don't worry. I'm going to explain what it is, how it has blown up all over social media, what I've seen are some positive, some helpful things from it, and maybe some not so helpful things from it, and also making sure that I leave you with ways to avoid falling victim to this spiral. I'm really excited to bring this topic to you guys. Here's where I'm going to explain what is Instagram therapy? What is TikTok therapy? I know what therapy is, but I never thought I'd combine the two until here we are. So let's get this straight. It is not actually therapy. It is very different. And I've seen it in a variety of different ways. And this is just kind of my own experience. And if you guys have seen it display in a different way, I'd love to hear your feedback. The first way I'm going to point out is that there are definitely a large amount of coaches and therapists on social media. You know, we all know those, the ones who go viral, the ones with millions of followers. I mean, I'm a therapist on TikTok. I mean, Instagram. So, I mean, I may not have millions of followers, But we all know who those people are. And, you know, it's a very helpful way to advertise themselves. That's why I do it. I think it's fun. I like to connect with people and other clinicians on Instagram. And a lot of times these clinicians or coaches on Instagram, they portray their content as a way to show ways that they could help you. That's why we're in this field. So especially if we see things that we like from these content creators and these clinicians, they, like I said, get a lot of millions of followers. People really like their content. It resonates with them. I've been there too, where um, I really relate to some people's content. And that's the great thing about social media. I've also noticed with that, that there's been like a wave of buzzwords. And I've noticed a few. I've noticed narcissism, gaslighting, and attachment styles. And I mean, I've shown, I've made content on all those things. 
And now I feel like I've, I'm seeing it everywhere, everywhere. I'm, people are talking about those things. And hey, I think it's really important because it's overseen. Those things play a big role in relationships and mental health and um, maybe some toxic relationships. So it's bringing awareness to some really important topics. Another form that I've seen it take is a little maybe more on like the consumer side is individuals using social media. And I've seen this on TikTok as I scroll to almost passively express their own mental health through their videos. And this allows them, it's, I could imagine like it's a cathartic experience because you're getting comments or likes from people therefore feeling validation because that's all social media really is when we break it down is validation and feeling connected to other people so it's become a tool in the toolbox for a lot of individuals to go on social media and even write it, like posts with a quote that really resonates with the way they're feeling in the moment and so I hope this kind of makes sense of what it is. And this is just the way that I've seen it. Um, so I'm really interested to see or hear what you guys have seen on this topic. And so let's get into the positives and the negatives of this. Now that we know what it is, we are experts. No, I'm just kidding. Positives. Kind of talked a little bit about this. It provides a general education and awareness. I think what I have to realize a lot of times is that things that I may perceive as elementary or coping tools or that I use all the time with individuals is not really thought of in the general public, that most people aren't aware of how to improve burnout, not improve, but reduce burnout. Um, it raises awareness to really important issues or really important emotions or that the fact that we have emotions outside of sad, angry, upset, anxious, frustrated. So it opens up a whole new door of taking a second and really reflecting on our mental health and bringing awareness to it. And it's also bringing awareness to therapists that we are really like real people and that we're not just this like blank slate as we were always told that we should be and it allows us to connect with therapists especially if we want to work with someone and being able to see who they are on social media from a therapist standpoint and it makes them more relatable at least that's my goal is to become more relatable more authentic because I just you know it just comes natural and it also makes us feel less alone, right? Like if we are posting how we feel on social media or we are seeing other people post what we are feeling in the moment, it's like, oh, it's like that relief. We feel like a huge burden is lifted off of our shoulders because we know that, okay, I'm not alone or I don't have to feel this way. I don't have to just normalize it and, and accept that this is how I'm going to feel forever, that, you know, there are solutions. And I'm curious what you, what other positive experiences you guys have seen from mental health being more on social media these days that maybe I didn't mention especially from your perspective. With that, there's always a 
let's say, not so positive things, that maybe things that we should become more aware of or just keep in the back of our minds. The first thing is that a lot of times what people post on social media, like clinicians and therapists and coaches, is very general, right? Because they're not sitting with you on a couch and getting to know your experience and your background and your history. So it really is pretty general. And I worry that maybe we take it very personal, that we apply that exactly how we see it to our personal life. And that could be harmful, right? Because it's different than when you're in a therapy room and you have that rapport and that relationship with the therapist who knows you and gives you feedback based on what you've shared in the room. So it's something to just be aware of. And another maybe not so positive is that we have to be mindful of when we open up on social media posts, right? If it's cathartic, we get to connect with people, but it might, leave us or it might reduce the chances that we could cope with it in a more beneficial way or efficient way. Um, Like I always say, put more tools in the toolbox. If that's one tool, that's great. What are some other tools? Are we connecting with other people in our life and expressing it, talking about it, writing about it, um, connecting with real people and We also expose ourselves to the vulnerabilities of not so nice comments on social media, right? So it definitely puts us at risk because we don't know who's going to see our stuff. I mean, we've known that since my states came out. We don't know who's going to see our stuff. And that kind of goes into if we don't like the reaction or validation we want, kind of sets us up for failure, right? Like anything we put on social media, whether it's not to get enough likes Someone doesn't comment. Someone comments something not so nice. Uh, You lose followers, right? All of those things, it can leave us feeling like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have posted that. Or I now I feel alone because no one connected connected with me about that. And so I really like to ask people is what is the intention behind posting? My, I really like to use the word intention around a lot of things, and I think this plays a really big role when it comes to social media, is what is the intention? Hi, my name is Gordon Gooding. I'm the founder and director of the Gooding Wellness Group here in Cold Spring Harbor, New York. We are a group of mental health providers that offer individual and family counseling here on Long Island. We believe the first step for caring for your mental health is to talk and to learn about it, which is what this podcast does such a great job of. If it has a name, someone else has been through it, and so can you. If you ever need a professional that cares about what you are facing, please feel free to reach out to us. Our counseling services are available throughout New York State through our teletherapy service, and we also offer in-person sessions in our beautiful offices here on Long Island, New York. You can reach us at goodingwellness.com or by calling 631-351-2940. Remember, there's nothing that you need to face alone. Until then, keep listening, be deliberate with your mental health, and keep it honest. So those are the positives and maybe the not-so-positives of Instagram therapy and TikTok therapy. So as I promised, I always leave you guys with tools to avoid falling victim to this spiral. And I'll leave you guys with some closing thoughts. So let's get into it. 
now that we have this awareness, how do we navigate Instagram therapy and TikTok therapy? Let me first say that it is okay to find yourself doing one of these things. I mean, I'm on social media. I have a therapy Instagram, right? And I follow people who are therapists on Instagram because I like what they post. And I've also posted things that are related to how I feel, right? So, but with with that, I also have other tools that I use. So like I said before, let's add more tools to the toolbox. I always say how these accounts and even this podcast is not a replacement for individual private therapy. So is therapy accessible? Is it affordable for us? Is it something we have access to? Um, that where we can build that rapport and that relationship with an actual therapist and really focus on our concerns and what's going on for us. Like I was saying before as well, who do we have in our real life? I find that a lot of times when I talk to people, it's, oh, well, I met them online or I just know their Instagram handle. But who do we have that we can be in the same room as? Who do we have that we can see face to face and that can hear us and support us and validate us? Whether it's a friend, a family member, a teacher, I don't know, a colleague, right? So, hey, those people online might be really great and supportive. No hate. But who else do we have in our life? Another tool that I really like to use, as everyone knows, is journaling. And I know that if I'm, let's say, feeling something and I want to post something passive aggressively, I'm feeling something. So I need to get it out or else it's not going anywhere. So I would suggest take out a journal and write how you're feeling. Just write about it. And I actually did a post recently on my Instagram about some journal prompts for anxiety. So I would head to that. My Instagram handle is Liana Ross LMHC. And those can be really helpful as a starting point. Before you post something, like I said, intention. What am I looking for from this? What are the motives? Be aware that how would I feel if maybe I don't get the likes I want, if I don't get the comments I want? And if let's say you are seeking out a therapist, if let's say you find someone on social media, even if it's me, and your thought is, oh, I would love to work with this person, or I'm really liking what they're posting, I take into account what they say, do your due diligence, do some research, because there's a big, big difference between someone who's been through something, which is valid, versus someone who has been trained in something. Also valid. Very valid. Nothing wrong with either of these. It's just important to know for ourselves. We see a difference there. It's just important to know before going into something, before we follow someone or really take into account what they're saying, um, to just... Do our due diligence. Let's go into closing thoughts. Let me just summarize what I just talked about to kind of wrap it all up in a nice bow. Instagram therapy isn't really therapy. Okay. Ask yourself, what am I looking for by sharing this online? 
When following therapists on social media, ask yourself, is this a trained, licensed professional or just someone with an opinion? Either one is okay, but just be aware of that. Nothing replaces actual therapy. Let me say that again. Nothing replaces actual therapy. And I am also aware that not everyone can access or afford therapy. And therefore, maybe there are other tools. And that's why I always encourage you guys, DM me, email me, right? Like I can give you some tips or tools or maybe some other resources, some free affordable resources, um, since Instagram and TikTok are not therapy. Not saying they aren't enjoyable because I love them too, (laughs) but let's add more tools to the toolbox. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know what other requests and other topics you would like to hear because that's what this podcast is going to 50% be about, what you guys want to hear. And I'm going to have guests on related to that topic to give you even more informed information it's really fun stuff and even more trending topics pop culture things going on in our world and like i said if you're looking for therapy you can contact me you can email me dm me look at goodingwellness.com and even if it's not me or one of the clinicians that i work with we always pride ourselves in trying to find the right fit even in another practice in of in another county whatever it might be so follow the podcast at let's be honest pod follow me at liana ross lmhc look for goodingwellness.com a lot of good resources there good blog posts and i'm looking forward to getting this podcast going i hope you guys are excited too see you next time